I feel like Ray and I have become really good friends, and being able to have like a dedicated time to just like hang out and check up on how he's doing uh, has been really rewarding in itself. No, yeah, the the feeling is very much mutual. Like I think throughout our time of knowing each other, we just, our paths just crossed so much, and it was it's kind of cool to see how that developed. Hello, welcome everyone to the special live 50th episode celebration of Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising black, indigenous, and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. We know this one's a little late and we've had some, uh, and we have technically already released over 50 episodes at this point, but that's not important. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, we're doing it now and that's all that matters. Uh, with that out the way... As always, I am Raymond Ozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamura Wong, the other half of our whole host. Also, just want to quickly thank uh, Daniel Rodier for providing us with that wonderful music uh, there in the beginning. And for Yuki for putting all that together in the lovely little live stream of those little videos of our guests that we've had on, the, on this podcast in our 50-episode journey, in our year-long journey as well. Oh, God. It's... It really has been a year off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it has. I think we um, officially started releasing episodes January of, what was it, 2021. And, but we didn't, we actually started a lot sooner uh, doing episodes. I think like in October or September is when we officially started some doing some recordings and stuff. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, yeah so like it's been like a year and a half now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can't believe. A lot of time goes into making a podcast. But so for the, yeah, those that are tuning in, thank you so much for giving us time out of your Sunday and joining us here today. Uh, one of the things is that for this one, it's just a retrospective of like, you know, uh, reflecting back on the 50 episodes we've done or 50 plus episodes. And yeah, talking about how the, um, how the podcast started, how it evolved, what we plan to do with it, other little things. Um, this is going to probably be a little bit more casual than most of our episodes but yeah just relax and like uh join us on our in our retrospective yeah should we start off the way we always start off on straight ahead of course there's no other way <laughs> <laughs> guess we'll play in between for anybody joining us who doesn't know what that is uh we're going to give you audience two similar choices and then you have to choose in between the two of them and let us know why. Ray and I will be asking each other, so we'll just kind of like bounce back and forth. But feel free to play along in the chat uh, or play along at home. Yeah. All right, Yuki. I'll start us off, as always, with the first question. <laughs> Would you rather have the ability to perform the Kamehameha Wave from Dragon Ball Z or the Rasengan from Naruto? Uh, okay. Um, they're 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 both uh blue energy blasts or beams or yeah uh, super attacks from uh yellowed haired orange suit wearing characters. I guess that's true. I mean, Goku doesn't always have <laughs> yellow hair when he does the Kamehameha. Hmm. True. <laughs> but when he's super sad, he does. Do I do I get like a Naruto clone to do like a super Rasengan, or do I have to do it on my own? Uh, I would I would assume because like again, uh, the other characters like Jiraiya and then the Yellow Flash are able to do the wrestling on without the assistance. It's just Naruto's like right. <laughs> not competent enough to do it by himself. 
<laughs> he's <laughs> not competent. I, is it like because he has an excess of energy or something? Um, I think I, I think it's just he he can't think of doing two things at the same time, so he has to do one <laughs> thing and then the clone does the other thing. <laughs> Whoa, relatable! Uh, wow, so, like, as much as let, I'm like. Say- <laughs> let's say you don't like let's say you you're able to do it by yourself you're competent enough to do it by yourself hmm as much as i really kinned naruto in that moment i i think i might go with the kamehameha i just i really think it's cool i i can't imagine ever using either of these in my everyday life but like the build-up the like gravitas of like performing kamehameha like hell yeah i feel like it's a cool thing to whip out at parties you know you just, yeah, use, you know. you just use it for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what would you go with, Ray? <laughs> I think I would also go with the Kamehameha Wave. I'm a big Dremel Z fan, but also, like, it just has range. I feel like with yeah. the Rasengan, I have to run up to people or run up to an object. From the, Kame- the Kamehameha, I can just keep a distance and stay where I am. I don't have to technically go anywhere <laughs> to hit my target. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's safe. <laughs> Hello, Nox yeah, Jinx. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the stream. Thank you for joining in. Uh, <laughs> also, Kamehameha Meha would totally help with digging up gardens. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically you could do that with either of them, I guess. I was just thinking about that, too. If you uh, had to get in range for Rasengan, even if you destroyed something, like, the pieces could come flying back at you. Oh, yeah, because it sends everything in a spiral. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like a weed whacker at that point, you know, like how you you always kind of flinch when like somebody's coming with a weed whacker because you're afraid of that little pebble hitting you. That's how it is with the Rasengan if you're trying to cut grass, it's like a little weed whacker. Dude, Wyatt is super afraid of that kind of stuff. He's he's always like, if he has to mow the lawn, he'll gear up fully. Like, he's like, no rocks going to take out my shins. Dude, no, I, I was always so mad when my dad was using the weed whacker and he was like, you know, you know attending the lawn and I was like I can't go outside now I'm gonna get hit with a rock I'm so scared <laughs> need more kimchi thank you for joining in uh, uh kimchi says Rasengan because the Kamehameha is assured property damage and getting sued <laughs> um, guess, you know that's fair hmm, this is also also good points yeah yeah cause like the 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 Kamehameha it's always gonna do big damage. The Sengon has a, depending on how much energy you put in, it is more normally on a smaller scale. So that's I can see that. Yeah, I I think I would still go uh, Kamehameha. But still going with I, I, Kamehameha. I, I, yeah, I see the point for the Sengon. It's great power comes great getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're you're completely right. Well, thank you for playing along. Let's move on to the next question. See, what do you have in store for me, Yuki? Yeah, what do I have? Um, which boy genius laboratory would you rather explore? Jimmy Neutron from Jimmy Neutron or Dexter from Dexter's Lab? Oh, man. Okay, see, this, is, this, is, this one's a tough one. Uh, oh, really? It's like, it, well, because they're similar and different. Like, one's, one's uh, like, with the 2D laboratory, this is so big and expensive, and they can constantly change it to whatever, the, like, the episode kind of needs so like mm. i feel like there's no limitation with dexter's laboratory mm-hmm. jimmy's is also kind of cool because it feels like a, like a hangout spot for like that's kind of like what you know sheen and carl kind of end up using it is they just kind of hang out there with jimmy i feel like dexter isn't too much of a hangout spotty kind of place but 
Dex, um, Jamie's lab is also super dingy. I think that's also just probably yeah. like the lighting and stuff. <laughs> it's probably got like that- mold. <laughs> <laughs> Also, just the way 3D animation was back in the day, like, lighting wasn't always the greatest back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lighting is seen. But yeah, it just it's just so, so dingy. And I feel like Dexter's Lab, was, if, in my, like, the recesses of my mind, like, always, it, it, it feels more colorful, it feels, like, more bright, or it feels mm-hmm. just more higher end, in a sense. I don't know, mm-hmm. that's hard. I, um, I think just purely for the hangout factor... I, I think I would just, I think I would still go with Jimmy Neutron's lab. Totally. Because <laughs> from the looks of it, anybody kind of like comes in. I think Sheen and Carl have like special access. Like, because uh-huh. I think he gives access. Like, only only Dexter has access to his own, own lab. So I feel like even when Jimmy's not there, I can go in his lab and just chill. Oh, is that what, like, you want a chill place to have? <laughs> like, like the uh, library at the school. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just just chill at a place and like, yeah, there's cool tech there. I, I can mess around with stuff, but like I I feel like I feel like Dester's more is like more like don't touch my stuff and keep <laughs> out. I mean that's that's really true. Uh hello Squishy. Welcome to the chat. Uh Squishy was a guest on our podcast, episode four, Sophia Greta. Uh Gera, if Woo, you guys want to check out, please listen to her episode. Very cool. Uh she says Oh my god, loves the little puppets. Thank you very much. Uh, and oh, the gymster because of the doggo. Easy peasy. That's right. Jimmy has Goddard, uh, yeah. the dog. Yeah. Mm, Robo dog. That is like super appealing. <laughs> oh, meet robot dog. Be cool friends. That is, Yo, what's, that what's, is pretty what's, what's, what's the benefit? What's the benefit for Dexter for you? Like what's, uh, what's keeping you from choosing Jimmy? I just like right think away. like I just think like the same as you said like it just looks so interesting. I love the design. There's a lot of stuff to look at. He has like he, he has, has like it's in there. it's like so his laboratory robot. is so big that like you kind of can't see the top of it. Like they just kind of have the background scaling upwards to infinity. Like mm-hmm. like I don't even know what's going on there, but it it seems like it would be a really cool place to experience at least once, right? And yeah, and oh, that's totally. true. Dexter has a monkey. H- hello, uh, oh. thank you. Latte draws. That's uh, Latanya White was also a guest on our podcast episode seven. Thank you for coming. Uh, please listen to their episode as well. Every episode is a winner. Uh, Knox Drinks also says, "I feel like with Dexter, you're required to wear a tutu. It's the official uniform of invading Dexter's space." That's true. Is that a, <laughs> is that a bonus though? Seems like it would okay. If could could I be there with Didi? Like that would be fun. See, I think you're if you're there with Didi, you're you're for sure in for a fun tour. Oh man! If you're if you're kind of using it like kind of like, it's like a museum experience, like just kind of walking around. Huh. Uh, Latanya adding the the whole monkey thing. That's 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 also that's a good true. point. Superhero Robot dog monkey. or monkey? The adrenaline rush of breaking in. You're so right. I think I'm going <laughs> to stick to Dexter's lab for all these very good reasons. But um, that's fair. That's a good one. Jimmy, cozy that's hangout. Not a bad choice. Uh, Kimchi also says, just looking at Google Images, Jimmy's lab seems more cozy. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, def- definitely has a hangout feel, which is, I think, what what I want in a lab experience, a laboratory. If I'm, yeah. if I'm going to go in there. All right, great. Well, that was in between. Yeah, thanks. I don't again know if you for, wanted to do the outro. Uh, I guess you normally do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you have any suggestions for future in between questions, we're always open to accepting them. Uh, 
But yeah, you see just Yuki and I just whipping some up some up for our guests. And kind of, I guess, on that topic, let's talk about, uh, yeah, how the idea of uh, in-between questions kind of came to be. So, like, when, when we were first starting up the podcast and we were kind of deciding on the structure, we thought it'd be cool to have, like, some kind of icebreaker to start off just to kind of, like, maybe calm, calm some nerves uh, for the guests and, like, you know, also ourselves to get... Kind of get familiar with our guests on a different level besides the questions because sometimes when you have like these would you rather situations it just things things can kind of pop up and connections can kind of be made uh we played with the with a couple of different ideas but the would you rather scenario of kind of having it be like animation questions is what we kind of gravitated towards and originally we yeah you can would just come up with them and because the first couple of guests that we had on were like friends so we kind of knew them but after we started having guests that we weren't too familiar with, we're like, what the, what the hell do we, um, what, what do we ask these people? And then yeah, we started kind of asking like, like kind of generic sort of questions, but even then some people wouldn't have like, they were like, oh, I never watched those cartoons or like they were too young. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, eventually Yuki had the bright idea of like, cause we sent out like this Google form to our guests as a kind of a questionnaire of like, oh yeah, what's your name? What, what are your pronouns? Some of your industry experience, just general like questions just to get us more familiar when we're drafting up the questions. And Yuki was like, why don't we ask them for their animation interests? Like, what are their favorite cartoons and movies or what kind of genres or shows they like? And once we started adding that to the Google form, we had a better idea of what kind of in-between questions to ask and to also make them more specific, you know, to the guests that we bring on. Yeah. We also it it was also like a good way to get familiar with people. And like when we ran into that sort of like, oh, this person hasn't seen any of these. uh, It became a little bit awkward, (laughs) I feel like. And it like did the opposite of icebreaker. Um, That didn't happen too often. Obviously, everybody's super nice and like cool. But like. It was it was a thought for sure. Um, And I'm I'm glad that people play along with us when we we do in between. you want to get into like how our our podcast kind of started uh yeah anybody who saw our like black card gala stuff this is going to be a lot of the same but hopefully there can also be some new things as well yeah also just uh i guess something special for like the live audience or the, the ones that are joining us on the stream we are going to be just casually doodling uh how active we doodle that'll we'll see how that happens but it just more kind of a visual aid uh for those that are catching this episode, once it's released on our normal, um, uh, normally on Tuesdays, you guys won't have the fun visuals of the drawings, but you'll still have, hopefully, uh, hearing a, a fun conversation. But yeah, so how the podcast first kind of initially started, uh, it started during the pandemic, obviously. Um, also, around that time, you know, George Floyd death occurred, the whole Black Lives Matters movement happened. And from there, so many studios were kind of doing all these diversity talks and like, you know, saying how important it is to have voices of color working in animation. And yeah, it was kind of interesting seeing all these studios talk and hearing from all these established industry professionals. Um, It was also kind of like a little bit overwhelming at the same time. And then another thing that kind of occurred during that time was Rise Up Animation. They really came up to the forefront of really, you know, bringing up voices of color, having people mentor voices of color, young, young, uh, young, uh, aspiring professionals that want to work in animation. 
and that kind of gave me like the idea of like wouldn't it be cool to kind of have a podcast where we kind of spotlight these voices of color um, for marginalized groups and like yeah hearing how they got into animation and i also thought it'd be cool it's kind of like almost like a little like time capsule to kind of see where these guests end up being five to ten years from now because i i um in the intro i always say who are the voices of who are the voices of the future and i strongly strongly believe that that we are gonna be the voices of animation um in five to ten years or sooner even and so it, it'd be awesome to see where our guests end up what they end up doing and how they end up impacting the industry as their career develops and yeah i just think it's important highlighting uh these voices of color and having viewing all these different uh viewpoints from just diverse people and that's kind of like what got the ball rolling and after after i kind of had that initial concept i was like okay this is this might be a a big undertaking uh it'd be cool if i had somebody to help me out or like a co-host and somebody that always worked well with somebody that I felt like I couldn't always like rely on. Um, cause I relied on them heavily when we were creating the, uh, Solon animated graphic novel was Yuki. So when I asked Yuki to be like my co-host, uh, and pitched her the concept and stuff, she, uh, she said yes. And I was like, okay, cool. Yay. I have somebody <laughs> on my, I have somebody to help me out. <laughs> uh, I was pretty surprised actually that you asked me to do that i would have uh assumed that you would have asked like um somebody closer to you like uli or something like that <laughs> but i think it worked out um and uh when i had asked you about it like later on uh there's some pretty good reasons for it like um i have a different perspective from you obviously we are good friends um this is something that we talked about before too but um Ray and I had, like, throughout school, just been working together on stuff, like, almost the entire time, and I didn't realize it. And, like, uh, while we were in school, in university, uh, I never considered Ray to be, like, one of my best friends. I was like, yeah, Ray's a cool guy, <laughs> and I hang out with him sometimes. And, like, sometimes we work on projects together. And, uh, but, like, we weren't, like, you know, I had my own group of friends that I was like, yeah, hang out, watch movies and like spend time at each other's, you know, dorms and stuff or whatever. Um, and uh, Ray was not one of those people. <laughs> not in a bad way. Just we had our own uh, friendship circles. We, yeah. Yeah. And um, but we worked well together, like you said, like um, when we were doing we did we did a film that never uh, ended up getting off the ground uh charity committee together and then we were both uh in our officer like, officership stuff. yeah mm -hmm. uh, so i was fit your model coordinator and you were president at the time uh and then we did sol naciente together oh we also did 24 hour together yeah, yeah. Which, and we also ended up getting fourth place which was yeah, really was amazing and kind of surprising as well yeah and then so you know throughout our time in in school i realized like dang I've been working for Ray this whole time <laughs> and it keeps <laughs> happening, <laughs> but, um, uh, that, that's fine too for, for a good reason. Um, and so, yeah, Ray asked me to, to come on the podcast, help co-host kind of bring a different perspective. Uh, I'm like female identifying, I'm Asian American, 
Uh, I think we have like good different perspectives on things, which is nice because like we'll sort of mesh with different guests, um, have different kind of questions. It won't just be us like echoing each other the entire time, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, it's been it's really been an honor to be on the podcast uh, to kind of help it along. And I'm no, I'm, I'm glad that you came on. Like, uh, I don't know how I've would have been able to do this without you, because like I knew it was going to be hard. But once you actually kind of start making a podcast, you don't realize how huge of an undertaking it actually is. And having somebody oh, you can God. rely on or like share the workload with just helps immensely. Like you have no idea how much it helps having somebody <laughs> t- having a second hand or even like a, a, a third hand as well, you know? Yeah, dude, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll do a podcast. It'll be fun. It's so much work. (laughs) 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 Do 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 like sitting over here. Uh, I mean, luckily, we did like a lot of work on the front end. Um, I guess this can go into our next question of like, how did we structure our podcast or how did we kind of come up with this formula? Yeah. And like we did our our two test records in the beginning. Yeah, did you want to talk about that, or should I? Yeah, I'll 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 talk a little little bit about it. Uh, also, right. I just want to say, like, um, I'm just drawing random stuff from memory. I uh, let me know I if you guys can guess what, what what I'm drawing. Thank you. Yeah, I don't remember how you look. I, I'm, I'm I think watching he has him a one right now again. I think he has one spike, and then he has like a thing up here. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm I'm rewatching it right now, and like, I I know how I, but I can't remember. He's such a complicated design. I can't remember everything about him. But yeah, I was like, I'll draw the chibi great. version. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the structure of the podcast, um, and like like you were mentioning, uh, the records, but yeah, we knew, um, kind of going into it was like, okay, cool. We have a basic concept. We have, we know we kind of want it to be like. Uh, an informative kind of podcast but also kind of be kind of conversational entertaining uh and then so once we kind of figured like oh we'll ask questions we'll have this icebreak in the beginning you know they'll have a, a place to promote themselves we'll do an intro and outro whatever we thought it might be beneficial to do a couple of chess recordings with some friends to kind of see if the structure of the podcast works to see if it's interesting to see if we're able to kind of carry a conversation with a guest in the way we kind of wanted to. And I had a friend of mine, Edgar Ariano, who's like one of the editors that helps us out on, on straight ahead. He sat in and like, yeah, gave us some nice feedback and kind of told us like uh, what went well, what he liked, what he thought we could touch more on. And then our guests as well, like, uh, uh, you guys will probably never see the light of day of this episode, but uh, Ulysses Alvarello Yama is a friend of ours from college. Like he was like our kind of test dummy guest. And like we uh, like he also gave us some great constructive feedback on like what he thought, like as the, on the guest perspective, like what he thought was working with the podcast. So doing that kind of really helped. Like, what did you think, Yuki, when we kind of did those like test dummy episodes when we were first kind of like getting the podcast rolling? Yeah, those were really integral. Actually, shout out to Edgar, though, for um, when we did that test record, he was like, oh, I thought you guys were going to ask like a cultural question because we have such a highlight on like um, BIPOC people and like their culture and like influencing art. So we ended up adding in the like, how does your cultural background influence the art that you make uh, sort of professionally or like in your spare time or anything like that? And we asked people that uh, because of Edgar. And I think it really added a lot to 
the podcast because it's sort of like we take a step back um, from the industry and like how that can be a little bit more of a clinical talking, I guess, um, since we're like talking about all our day jobs. But I think like having that discussion, opening that door and um, allowing people to talk about their experience as like BIPOC, uh, whether that is like it was a good thing or a bad thing, uh, for sure. So yeah, it, I I really enjoyed those uh, first two sort of test records just because like it allowed us to make mistakes and figure out our own voice before we uh, sort of went more <laughs> professional. Obviously, we've had mistakes um, since then. Like there are some episodes where we uh, recorded through the wrong microphones. Or oh, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> or um, the guest audio had like our audio in it also. So like um, stuff like that over time, we've just uh, figured out like, oh, we have to uh, make sure that the guest is recording in a way where they're not picking up our audio. Um, Ray and I always ask each other if we're recording on the correct microphone, stuff like that um, to kind of ensure that our editors don't. <laughs> slammed their heads against the walls being like <laughs> why is the raw audio so bad uh so we try to to catch that kind of stuff uh if we can and mm -hmm. that all that all has kind of come from experience it's it's also been um good having one another to kind of check ourselves because with so much um front-end work it's easy to let things slip through the cracks so Ray and I have a, a list, a laundry list of things to uh, run down. Oh, actually, I'm going to talk about that really quick. Um, oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> in our uh, recent episode, this is a season two thing, but in our recent episode with um, Black and Animated, uh, it was just me and Bree, and Ray was not there. And he usually does all of the like front end stuff of like telling the guests. Uh, what our podcast is, the age range, like things that you can do, things that you should avoid. Um, he has a loose this sort of note written here and he does the spiel every time. Uh, so when it came time for me to do it, I was like, I know what it is. And then I looked at the notes and I was like, I don't remember <laughs> what it is. <laughs> uh, so that went a little clunky, but I think it came out all right. It was just sort of a like moment where I was like, hmm. <laughs> I don't understand these notes, Ray. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I I should get better at that. But yeah, majority of the time it, no, it is fine. for me. And like, uh, because yeah, I because I, I do it all the time. I'm like, I know what I'm gonna say. I, I but you do. You actually know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I don't know what you say. I kind of listen, and I'm just like, yep, Ray said it. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's uh, it's it's something that like, yeah, that really does help with um kind of get, uh, getting the podcast started and kind of giving a guess a frame of reference and then yeah uh, structuring the like actually doing the podcast and structuring it is that i really wanted it to be kind of like a guided conversation and but like i didn't want it to be like feel like super interview style i wanted to feel kind of casual but like again kind of guide the conversation to hit certain points to kind of be informative for like people who want to learn about this specific jaw title or want to learn more about animation in general. Mm. And yeah, I feel like the more I think about it, it's kind of like, like the way I like to think about it is that it's almost like we're asking a friend of ours about how their, how their day is going and like, just kind of keep like inquiring questions of like, Oh yeah. Can you touch more on that? Or like, 
oh, like you mentioned this, like can, like uh, how how about this? Uh, mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's how it, it's kind of been, and I feel like the the structure for the most part works, and it's I think it's been it creates like kind of like a fun listen and something cool to have on in the background while you work. And yeah, I kind of like how we ended up structuring the podcast and uh, hopefully it does end up being informative for those that listen. Yeah, I've been surprised by how many guests have been like, we're like, and stop recording. And then they're like, whoo, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Like it it was kind (laughs) of, uh, it's pretty informal. I mean, I know we sort of like ask guest questions and then like um, sort of just let them go uh go for it um but i don't know what people are expecting but they seem really relieved that we're just normal people i guess <laughs> yeah i don't know how else to put it <laughs> i th- i think i always like it when um cuz yeah sometimes like the thing that i always like is how the in between questions kind of catch them off guard or they're like oh that was actually really fun like i wasn't expecting that that's something mm-hmm. like i have i haven't done before so when when we can get like a compliment on the in between questions, that always like kind of makes my day and makes me happy. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, especially when we ask them like hard hitting ones. That's always really fun too. When I, when the guest like gives us like good reactions, they're like, ah, no, what do I decide? <laughs> You've mentioned it before how this is kind of like a niche concept for like a podcast because not only is animation kind of niche, but like having guests specifically who are in their first like few years of their journey and their career is even more niche. Cause every time we have the name of the guest is not, no one's going to be like, Oh yeah, I know that person. Cause they're not like an industry veteran. So having it be these upcoming voices is, is a little niche. And then, uh, and because of that, like what did we kind of intend our audience to kind of be when we kind of started out? Um, so we had always intended for it to be like college and high school students. I remember that sort of being our goal of like, okay, we are looking mm-hmm. for entry level people. And basically we're going to say like how they got in, how they did it. Um, one of the things uh, that I learned when uh, I was still in university, actually it, during my internship uh, at Cartoon Network, I was like, man, People who are in the industry love talking about how they got there because like even shy people, mostly because it is just so difficult to get in that once you do it, it's just like an accomplishment (laughs) and you you feel so happy to be there and like you want people to know how you did it. Like it's it's oddly it's like there's no secret sauce. There's no key, but I guess that's what makes it. (laughs) more satisfying once you do get a job is you're like i cracked the code it's not a real code (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we always intended it for the uh like college and high school students but actually once we like started uh airing the episodes it was obviously a lot of our friends ray and i so sort of in an older demographic people who had just graduated college more of the as like anchor has it in the 23 to 27 range uh, has always been our largest demographic. So, like people who have graduated uh, from university, or um, who are maybe like you know just uh, uh, starting their career later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they went to community college and now they're doing like a four year or something. That's sort of the age group that has Ray and I graduated the... with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it it was a lot of our friends or people who we knew, obviously. Um, 
And then the more that the podcast grew, the more guests that we have, uh, even though, uh, like you said, lots of people that we interview are not famous, <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, they're not like what Floyd Norman or something like that. They're not like names that people would know widely in animation. Uh, we have quite a few mm-hmm. like even indie people who like like Latte uh, with Lasagna, for example, like works for an indie game studio in Colorado. Like, <laughs> who would you have ever heard of that person? <laughs> we do have a few people who. Uh, are like Twitter famous or whatever, I guess. Like they have a lot of followers. Um, but it, for the most part, like we didn't grow until uh, more more and more people were widely like sharing our, our content. And finally, once we caught on to Apple Podcasts, our like high school listenership went up. And I don't know if they've always been like listening to our podcast or if we had a guest who has a lot of high school fans or something, but we're finally sort of in that 18 to 22 range, which is university students and um, mm-hmm. under 18 range. We have a few listeners, so uh, hopefully we can inspire people. Hopefully it's not too like industry jargon heavy. I do think like entry level even you have to have a little bit of knowledge because we talk about things uh, without defining them sometimes. Like, Yeah, we try to catch like ourselves too, or, but sometimes yeah. we're so used to it, it does slip under the radar. Yeah. We did actually, that's also another thing. In the beginning, we used to say BIPOC. Um, we would say like we spotlight BIPOC individuals in the animation industry and our, our friend Ryan, um, Ryan, Ryan Johnson... Ryan. Ryan Boy, uh, I said shout out to Ryan, Ryan Boy Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Boy Johnson. <laughs> shout out to Ryan, our good friend, um, was like, hey, you guys should say what BIPOC means. <laughs> uh, so we started saying Black Indigenous People of Color so that uh, anybody listening in understood what that meant because not everybody's familiar with the term. Uh, like, could it mean uh, POC who are bi? It could also mean that. <laughs> Uh, so we had to to kind of define it. That's not an industry term. That was just like something that we should say. And yeah, something I also noticed when we finally did get an Apple podcast that the younger demographic did go up. And I think maybe it just became more more searchable in Apple's algorithm. And like also once we kind of got an Apple, because for a while it was like pretty even between Spotify and Apple where people would listen to us. And then slowly just more and more people are starting to find us or listen to us yeah on apple and it's been kind of kind of it's been cool kind of seeing the progression because yeah we started off with the 22 to 27 demographic and slowly that 18 to 22 which is the high like people just graduating high school or starting college that's kind of who we want to reach out to because we wish we had more of this information back when we kind of started and it's also been kind of cool kind of seeing just our 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 general audience as well like uh, it's it's almost it's almost a pretty uh, even split between uh, female and male identifying individuals and as well as like a, a, a sprinkling of like non-binary people. Like hopefully we can have a larger non-binary like listenership. But like the the numbers are looking pretty good for the podcast just as as uh, and on on an objective level. And it's been kind of interesting kind of seeing that. And yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we keep increasing that younger demographic and. Just keep just keep kind of growing, but it's it's been nice to see. I'm I'm really happy kind of how how it's come with such a niche podcast concept as well. Yeah, I would say I I didn't expect anybody to listen to our podcast. I was like, this will be a fun thing to do with my friend Ray, and then 
uh, we got, what are we up to, like, 600-something on Instagram? I think one of our episodes has almost 300 listens. Is that the, the top one? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think our I think top one's, like, Steph a little bit Reza. over 300. I believe it's it's Steph's. <laughs> Which, actually, I was surprised. I, episodes that I thought would do well, or episodes that I thought would do better, not as much, like... It it really is a crapshoot for what episodes will get the most listens, I think. There doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a correlation. <laughs> there are some weeks uh, where I have missed yeah. like social media posts, um, like re-upping them on Instagram and stuff. But yeah, I mean to talk about that a little bit, I guess. I I run the social media accounts for, mm-hmm. for straight ahead. I do almost all of the like Instagram posts, uh uh, formatting. Uh, I put together like the. Uh, I, I just slapped things into the template. Uh, Ray made the template. I just slapped the images in, changed the names, changed the numbers, um, and then post those to like Instagram and Twitter. I couldn't get <laughs> Hootsuite to work for me, so I just post them by hand. Uh, <laughs> in in sort of a like, you know how you can schedule stuff on Twitter. I can't do that on Instagram, so. I just do it. I'm like, hmm, it's 11 o'clock now. I'm on EST. Uh, I guess I'll pick the Instagram post. <laughs> so yeah, I do do the social media for the uh, for Straight Ahead. I have done all of the weird um, <laughs> like celebration graphics, if you've ever seen them, or like Hispanic Heritage Month. Those have uh, been really cool. Like, I'm glad that you uh, do those, Yuki. Thank you. It's actually been really fun because I get to make stuff in After Effects for this show and like I don't really work with After Effects in my day-to-day job. Um, so it's been really fun. Like the the uh, pre-show that we had today, the slideshow, I made that yesterday. Uh, I just put together a template and like threw in our guests' images and then grabbed some of their new work and also put that in. Since <laughs> kind of going back to like how things have changed over time and how this show is sort of a time capsule of these people, I was like, wow this art is really old. Like, looking back at our, like, first few, like, first 20 guests even, I was like, it's been, like, a year. These guys have made such great stuff since then. So I had to, or I wanted to include some new things from them. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Ashley says the graphics always look awesome. Also, yes, everybody who's by Pride in the the chat, we love you. Uh, Speaking of our guests, how do we... uh, Find guests. How do we reach out to them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we get into that, sorry, my bad. The one of the things I did also want to say is that, like, you know, yeah, Yuki does handle a lot of social media. I, I handle uh, a lot of the emails. I reach out. Oh, yeah. And that's that's <laughs> into perfectly into the next all thing. All of like, the I, difficult I, I, stuff. I, I, do, I do all the emails. I, um, I help formulate the questions. Yuki kind of, like, looks over them and approves them. And, yeah, it's honestly, like, there's so much pre-work that kind of goes into the podcast. And sometimes when, like, you know, even reaching, sending out those initial uh, uh, emails, giving a quick breakdown of what we do to, for, for the podcast and what we need from our guests when we send it out. It's always nice when a guest is like, oh, wow, this is really well done. Or, like, oh, this is really informative. Thank you so much. I'm like, ah, oh, someone's acknowledging the work that we put in to make, <laughs> make this as streamlined as possible. Uh, and there's yeah there's so much work on the on the on the forefront and like the funnest part is definitely actually doing the recording and talking to the guests the worst part is like getting to that point (laughs) and originally for the first i want to say like four four or five months yuki and i were editing the podcast and we would switch off and stuff and like 
if Yuki got really busy, I would edit a bit more. If I got really busy, Yuki would edit a bit more. And then finally, like, out of nowhere, like, some miracle, uh, Ashley, one of our editors, one of our more consistent editors. A miracle, um, actual angel. <laughs> reached out to us and I was like, hey, love your podcast. Uh, could I edit for you guys? I graduated from, like, uh, uh, from from Tex- uh, university in Texas and I have like you know an audio engineering background and stuff and we're like and she sent us like her demos and stuff we listened to it we gave her a test episode and she was really receptive to the feedback and we're like okay yeah let's let's, te- let's 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 bring her on let's test her out let's give her a couple episodes here and there and see how it goes and then slowly we started being like okay Ashley can you also handle this episode can you take on this episode and like it has been such a load off of our backs having having Ashley and then eventually we also brought on Edgar who helps on a more occasional basis but oh my god having these editors has has been a godsend I yeah. don't know how we would be able to keep up if we didn't have Ashley or Edgar I think the podcast would have like died or petered out a little bit <laughs> if we didn't have our <laughs> editors because <laughs> Ray and I um especially this season we've already missed like a couple episodes but like Ray and I got way busier just with work picking back up. Um, obviously, we do this mm-hmm. in our spare time, so you know it happens. Yeah, yeah. Each of us enter crunch modes at different times. Sometimes we enter in crunch modes at the same time. Uh, I've I've picked up some freelance work. I know Yuki has picked up additional work as well every now and then. So sometimes that's just like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but, but yeah, having these editors and the way the podcast has evolved, it, it um, has been really helpful and so grateful to our editors. And kind of segueing to what you were asking earlier, Yuki, how we reach out to our guests yeah. is, yeah, initially it was, especially in the first few episodes, it was kind of just our friends, uh, those that we worked with or just mutuals on social media. And our first three episodes are a great example of that when we launched the podcast we thought it'd be cool to uh, release three episodes at the same time so people could kind of get a flavor or understanding of what we're trying to do. And then when we went to like a week-to-week basis, they kind of know what to expect. And yeah, we had uh, Trillian Amai, Miguel Balthazar, and Rebecca Chan all kind of fitting those different aspects of like the people that we brought on initially. Rebecca Chan being uh, a friend of ours from uh, from university. Uh, Trillian Amai being a coworker of mine at uh, Pixar or a fellow intern at Pixar and then Miguel Bathas are just an amazing artist that I loved and I followed on social media. He followed me back and we yeah, we just followed for each other, follow each other for a while. I was like, and I thought it'd be cool to have him on as a guest. And they're all doing so well right now. Like I, I love each and every one of them and I'm happy where they're going in their careers. Yeah. And yeah, as as the podcast kind of evolved and more people started discovering us and you know uh, shouting us out and stuff. Uh it's still a mixture of friends and coworkers, but like Every time we see like this young, amazing artist or this this person that's kind of like has or even reached out to us, we're like, yes, let's have you on the podcast. Let's do that. And yeah, we're trying to be more active and aware, finding people on social media, having like, you know, seeing seeing these cool up and coming artists and trying to see if we can have them on. But it's 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 been cool. Uh, Yuki and I, we have our own kind of internal document just kind of adds like suggestions or who we thought would be cool to bring on. And something that's also kind of developed is that, yeah, initially we try to have like a range of, of, of different types of guests from different cultural backgrounds. We try not to have um, similar backgrounds back to back. We try to, you know, have some variety. We yeah, also different have, focuses. We also, 
yeah, which I have writing, like, yeah, they're, they're industry focused, whether they're a board artist, animator, background designer, character designer, we try to have a mix of that as well. Uh, it is a bit hard. There's, there's some positions. There's, there's a lot of board artists. We can bring on so many board artists. There's not that many animators that we know that we can bring on and that, not that many animators that are social, that are actively social yeah, or I socially active asked, on social media. I've asked before in like, like work situations, like I'm an animator, uh, that's my day job. And I'll be like, hey, a- other fellow, hello, fellow animators. I'm like freaking <laughs> Steve Buscemi with the like skateboard over his shoulder. Um, I'm like, hey, I run this podcast. If any other POC people out there would be on my podcast, you could totally do it. Please just step forward. I don't want to like strong arm you into doing. <laughs> um, I mean, we've had we've had some people on, but it, it they're mm-hmm. definitely like more shy, I guess. Story people yeah. are really vocal. Like story mm-hmm. people will be your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 no issue getting server artists. It's no issue getting some visual development artists. It is an issue getting some animators. We're trying to bring on more technical artists as well. Like one of the recent ones we had was uh, uh character TD. Yeah, uh, uh, Daniela Daniela uh, Dweck, uh, who is a character TD at at Pixar, and it was awesome having her on and learning more about what she does in that part of the pipeline and we hopefully to bring on we hope to bring on more people from that background as well and you know trying to bring on more production people uh one of the things that we're trying to do in this new season is um, maybe we could talk more about it later is that we're trying to bring on writers just a multitude of different disciplines of like what you can kind of do in animation because it's so it's so vast it's so like actually if any of you guys are listening and are poc and are in your first few years of working in animation if you happen to be an animatic editor we would love to have you on it's like there's so many different positions that we want to bring on and just either we don't know them or again they're just not active on social media which is kind of where we kind of find the guests because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's also like a mixture because like even though like like there's so many amazing artists out there but if they're not actually on social media we don't how can we find them yeah and it also helps if they are somewhat active. We've had people that aren't that active and it's fine. Like, cause they have an interesting story. We want, we don't want, we want to tell that story, but if they are socially active, it does help kind of spread the word of the podcast to reach more audience members and kind of also in turn, like in turn helping give us a larger platform for the people that we bring on, which is kind of like the goal is that we want to give this cool platform to these rising voices. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how the guests uh, bring on guests goes. But it's it's sometimes it's difficult. It's scheduling is is the toughest part. <laughs> oh my god, everybody has their own schedule. Everybody has their own obviously their own responsibilities. Yeah, Yuki and I we've played with this model for so long. It has not been consistent. Originally, we blocked out um, when we first started. We blocked out two episodes um, every other Saturday. And then we switched it to Sundays because there were so many events that would happen for me on Saturday that I would miss out on. And it was like, it'd be beneficial if it was on a Sunday. So we shifted it to Sunday. Yuki was nice enough to let us shift. And then we were like, oh my God, it's so like, it's so hard not having a weekend where it's not blocked out and dedicated to the podcast. What if we just blocked out one single weekend in the month, two episodes on Saturday, two episodes on Sundays, and we're done for that month. And we have that backlog of episodes because that's the other thing we try to do is that we try to have a backlog of episodes that way, in case we do miss out or something happens, we have something to fall back on. There was a point where uh, we were just chatting because sometimes Ray, after a record, we will like chat about like the state of the podcast and things that we need to be doing. Um, and uh, we were talking about because we had started the podcast 
just did episodes released weekly, like every other week, recorded two episodes, um, released them. Like we were just going for the whole year in 2021. And uh, at towards the end of the year, we were like, oh, shit, like, you know, Thanksgiving and the holidays are coming up. We need to stop. <laughs> Like, we need a break. <laughs> we need a break. And uh, I, at one point, Ray was just like, yeah, I haven't hung out with my wife in a long time. And I just, like, sat there and I was like, oh, my God, it feels so bad. Like, <laughs> you don't have time for your wife? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, yes, we, we scheduled in a break. Um, <laughs> no, it was a lot. We were doing out with my wife. It just we I haven't gone out. We haven't like it's been a while since we've like done like a a date. Yeah, going like a out date somewhere and like where it's like I think like I think the thing is too is like it's been a long time since I had a day just dedicated to being with her and not just like okay I have a, I have this much time in my open in my schedule to yeah. hang out. But after that, I have to go back to do this other thing. So yeah, it was it was tough. It was good that we had that break. Yeah, but. And and this season, we're definitely learning from our mistakes and keeping it to... It's going to be shorter than our first season. Our first season was 47 episodes. This season's going to be closer to, like, 40 or something like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I still need to figure out the schedule and the logistics, but I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but we might be wrapping up, as far as our quota for this season, probably, like, uh, end of September, end of October is probably when we'll start wrapping up, and then we'll come back again in January of the following year uh but yeah we definitely want to you know be kinder to ourselves and like take breaks when needed and yeah like this is a fun podcast but um but we also need to realize that it's also nice to take a break and uh recharge our batteries and come back at this with 100 percent. yeah but yeah one of the things i also kind of want to touch on is that as we've been doing this for 50 plus episodes you can i have developed as hosts and it's something that like we kind of notice that each of us kind of have a different style of hosting, which honestly works really well for us and kind of complements one another. Like, do you want to talk a little bit more about that, Yuki? Um, sure. I, I think like we, Ray and I both come up with the questions. Like Ray comes up with the questions. Usually uh, I'll do some editing on them, make sure that they kind of flow together. Well, um, make sure that we don't accidentally say something like insensitive or like uh, maybe I'll add a question about their past work we'll look at like somebody's um resume or like they'll send to us uh that questionnaire that we mentioned earlier about you know what their experience in the industry has been and stuff like that so we we really tailor the questions to the guests and we try to pay attention and watch like short films if they have them um we do you know a little bit of background research so that we don't go into the interview blind either (laughs) But I think what's developed over time is like we kind of have a formula down, like you said, for like guest questions. We, you know, ask them kind of what their day to day is and then uh, go into other things. I let Ray ask all the questions. Um, He just kind of guides the whole uh, episode. And then I will Mm -hmm. sort of like sit there and like kind of. Uh, absorb what the the guest is saying and i'll ask questions sometimes more of like reactive questions uh ray obviously will also ask questions but i think for the most part i uh i tend to stay pretty quiet uh during the episodes (laughs) um (laughs) just to kind of like be there to to react to the guest and make sure that they feel heard i guess (laughs) But I think it's good because you ask more active questions 
like, you know, you're, you're more about the transitions and like how things are going to sound together. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we, we, we asked different questions. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it in a way that doesn't sound dumb. I, <laughs> I think that our hosting styles have developed over time and, uh, but like in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like my my job as the as the host um, when we do the episodes, it's like, yeah, to kind of keep the kind of conversation flowing, kind of guiding into its natural like endpoint. And you can it, it does a very good job at like uh, inquiring more questions up about the guest, sometimes relating to a guest on a different level than uh, I didn't think about initially. And Yuki's more uh, like. Yuki's pretty adaptable when it comes to like you know interacting with the guests. I mean, even though she says she stays quiet, like sometimes she asks such inspiring questions that I really enjoy. It's like, oh damn, didn't even didn't even think of that. And yeah, like my my job, it's both of us. Both of us kind of keep track of like how long like the episode's going and when we should start like winding it down. Um, but yeah, I try. Um, my my main job is to kind of get to the finish line and try to see like how we how we get there. Uh, what's uh. What's something that you've loved doing about this podcast so far, Yuki? What do I love about the podcast? Um, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, meeting people and doing the interview is the easiest part. It's it's the most fun. I get to kind of socially interact with people. We do talk to the guests a little bit before and after our records, so that's always nice. Um, I have really enjoyed just making something during the pandemic. Like through all of 2021, I can at least look back and say like, hey, we did a 47 episode podcast. <laughs> like it's it's really impressive to have uh, finished something. And I think even though it was sort of tough while it was happening, I really like the feeling of like uh, having accomplished something and like, you know, letting or providing like a platform for other people to be heard and being like, hey, look at my cool friends. Like, <laughs> like Latte and uh, Sophia. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be like, check out my cool friends and also these other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved everybody that you have brought on. Like, it was so cool also getting to know like Ray. Uh, <laughs> Ray Huang. Uh, when we had her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was really cool. I love Ray. Yeah. Maybe you've, you brought on some amazing people and thank you i mean uh, you too what, obviously <laughs> and uh like one of the things i'm also glad that you did like this is probably like what maybe one of the toughest episodes we've done but i i've i really like the end result of it but when we brought on brian bay you know yes uh, he's he's somebody that's uh oh uh, deaf hard of hearing deaf slash hard of hearing yeah 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 and so it wasn't a traditional way of what how we did the the podcast we had to add like uh, you know, live CCing or live transcribing in the talk that we had with him. Uh, we he wrote up some of his questions. We brought in a voice actor to voice Brian Bay. But I really like that we did that because, again, that's also an aspect of the industry, an aspect of people that work in it and hearing like, you know, their perspective in it was really insightful. And I I want to do hopefully a more, more episodes like that, even though I know they're difficult. But it's yeah, it's something that I feel we, we should we should do. We that that's necessary to do yeah i mean on that note um emily rodriguez also asked uh this on our instagram so thanks emrod emrod art uh what future goals do we have for the podcast um kind of going off what you were saying about brian bay's episode which 
it was also it was it was a difficult episode to to make because yeah we did have brian on uh he wasn't completely deaf um he was just hard of hearing and he also didn't know sign language which i i didn't know was like a thing um which was interesting (laughs) so he was like talking to us live um Mm -hmm. while we were like doing the interview so i had to kind of like uh so we had like that recorded I tried and transcribed it by hand. Um, we hired a voice actor. It was it was this whole production just to get this one episode out. And that transcription is still up on our website, which is really jank and I have to fix. And I'm so sorry, but it's there. Um, and the, the episode with the recorded voice actor is also up. So uh, that was really cool. We got to work with Brian a long time for that. We do have uh, another guest who is deaf uh, lined up. And I'm really excited for that one. I have to figure out the scheduling dates for that once Ray and I are a little bit in in the less hectic mode. Um, but I contacted, mm-hmm. well, we contacted um, Signing Animation, which is a really great group. They are dedicated to um, deaf and hard of hearing uh, peoples in in the industry and like trying to get them uh, more visible. They're currently making a short film called uh, Liftoff. Uh, they had a Kickstarter for it that got funded. So, you know, if you guys want, please check them out. Um, but Signing Animation is great. We reached out to them and asked them for any suggestions for guests. We let them know, like, what our uh, sort of MO for the, the podcast is. And they came back with a good list of people, at, uh, as well as some translators that we can use. So, like, um, they provided us the contact information for the people will be interviewing and also a person who is a sign language like translator. So once we get to that episode, we might be able to do it live again and then have it sort of recorded with the translator there um, to help us out. Uh, or we might do just a full text interview. So that's kind of to be seen. That's in the future. I'm really excited about it. Um, excited to be working with uh, signing animation. No, I'm glad that you were able to help put that together as well. Like, uh, they're an amazing organization. We had, uh, even though they weren't uh, deaf and hard of hearing or nearly diverse, we had a guest, uh, Grace of La Roman, who's been working with them and freelancing with them and helping, yeah. like, you know, on that on that short film, which was, which was, like, really, really cool to hear about and seeing, like, the, an organization like that does exist. And, yeah, like, uh, kind of, like, again, future goals of the podcast, like we mentioned, we want to have more writers... You want to have like, you know, uh, yeah, just keep highlighting more people on different sides of the animation, animation spectrum. I think one of the things we, yeah, we want to transcribe episodes because right now we want to work into eventually getting to a point where we can transcribe each and every episode. That way people that, again, who are deaf and hard of hearing can just read the transcriptions of the guests that we have. And yeah, we'll see how long we're, we're able to, to go. Like it's, um, it's a fun podcast to do. And I hope that we can keep creating some informative content for those that need or that those that want to learn more about animation. And I'm, I'm excited. I think like, I think the thing that we might continue to do, is, it's also nice when we kind of kind of break out of our normal format. And um, when we had that, that month in August, when we brought on like, you know, a voice actor, a musician, people, someone that was working on the YouTube live action space. That's also kind of really interesting, still within entertainment, but not normally, but a little bit outside of animation was kind of interesting to do. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll, we'll see where, where that kind of takes us and where that, that kind of goes. Uh, 
we've we've been kind of going on for a bit. I think we can. Uh, do you want to just segue into the rest of the Q and A's that people have been asking us? Yeah. Or is uh, there anything else you want to touch on before we start kind of like wrapping up? No, I think that's good. Um, cool Bear nine oh nine. Thank you for joining the chat. That's so cool. You guys are trying to include voices that we don't normally get the chance to hear. Yes, that's like the whole uh, <laughs> the whole goal of our podcast. Hopefully, we can like uh, give information, help inspire people. Uh, I know. Um, I guess before we get into the last question, I do want to talk about a little bit. I know on uh Twitter, um, like New Deal for Animation has been like a really big thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't made like an official post about it or anything, but. I think it's really difficult to hear like a lot of these uh if, if anybody's not following along there's a new deal for animation in Los Angeles that the Los Angeles Union Union is trying to get uh to get better pay and hours and benefits or whatever for like focusing on story artists, writers and color designers but like not not stopping there but that's the big focus right now. Um and I know that's like really disheartening for people to hear that like their favorite shows um are being made off of the like unpaid labor or like really hard hours that people do um i feel like it's not new but i i also like just want our podcast to be something where it's like yes these jobs are hard but there's also like good points to them too like there's also the the bright side that like Obviously, we're not talking about right now because we're in the middle of a negotiation. But uh, mm-hmm. if you want to ever look towards our podcast for like a really positive uh, view of the industry and not in the sort of like everything's the best all the time, uh, I think it's a good real look. Yeah, no, very, very, very much so. And like being a story artist as well, like uh, I've noticed the workload that we do take on and being able to like, uh, and again, I know the work I have to do, but also know the work of somebody that's on a board-driven show has to do, and like the fact that the oftentimes the pay is like the same. In my opinion, yeah, uh, board-driven is a lot harder because you are writing and coming up with a lot more stuff for the episode. So the fact that like there's not a pay bump or like they're not getting offered a little bit more just doesn't make make sense to me for initially like doing it's a it's a lot of brain power, and then yeah, the fact that like color designers as well like it's it's like you're 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 designing you're still doing the same job uh it still takes the same amount of skill level as like as um background designers and character designers but the fact that they're getting paid a little like paid less significantly less just doesn't make sense and hopefully we are able to reach a new deal because that is something that's kind of ongoing and something that we to like we need to let it be known that we've helped during this during this entire pandemic we have kept the industry afloat yeah like live action stopped we yeah. we never stopped we we literally never stopped we talk about this yeah. in in one of our episodes that's gonna come out but like <laughs> the schedule never stopped we didn't take a break to like move to work from home literally it was like friday we're going home monday you're working from home like <laughs> it's crazy yeah. yeah i never like from the switch to working from home from studio to home uh, not a single deadline got switched for me. Yeah. Like everything stayed the absolute same. Same. And I, I was really grateful that like I still had a job during the pandemic, but mm-hmm. 
the amount of like pressure put on us to perform the same the exact same while we were in, still in the middle of a pandemic was like really weird uh it was it was not okay yeah but um nox jinx from the chat also says uh learning i'm learning through your podcast that getting into the industry isn't always linear it makes me feel like i still have a chance even though i'm a bit older yeah i got my first job when i was what 28 <laughs> Mm-hmm. I interned at Cartoon Network when I was, let's see, t- uh, 26? Wait, right? One, two, three, four, four years ago, I would have been 25, 25, 26 or something. I mean, I considered myself old to be a quote-unquote intern <laughs> at a cartoon studio. <laughs> I felt like I should have been like a baby or something. <laughs> No, but, but that, that's the thing. Like you're, you're never too old. Like again, one of our more recent guests, like Angela, Ensminger. Yeah, Angela Ensminger. She uh, tried to she tried for fifteen years to break into the animation industry. Oh it yeah, took she her did. Fifteen years from when she knew she wanted to be animation, and she already got a degree in something else to like getting her career. Like I don't want to like talk more about like listen to that episode. That episode is super like informative. It's super inspiring. Like just her journey has been crazy. She's worked in a multitude of different positions to kind of get to where she is now. And like, not only is she like been boarding, but she's been writing and she's like, like her career is like, it's just skyrocketing. And and again, 15 years, that's insane. That's a amount of, that's a lot of dedication. And like, uh, I guess the thing I also kind of want to point out as well is that like, like that is really inspiring and that's amazing but like oftentimes like she had like you know her f- help from her parents which is amazing not a lot of parents would be able to do that mm-hmm. and sometimes people aren't in a position where they have like outside help or people supporting them in that long in a journey like that yeah and but like if you have the means if you're if you are able to it is possible but we also understand that there's ISAT factors that do contribute that could uh um i guess elongate the journey yeah or prevent you you know yeah so hang but in there it, it's a possibility yeah hang in there it, it 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 will happen if you if you have the means and if you have the time and the dedication it's a multitude of factors but mm-hmm. uh it it does take uh dedication it's, yeah. it's and it's hard and luck unfortunately yeah. like that's the thing it's like it you also just have to be lucky sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not you know your fault but hang yeah. in there. Keep working on it. Keep working on your portfolio. Keep submitting. Always yeah. submit. Uh, and mm-hmm. on that note, let's get into these uh, Q&A because uh, that, that's kind of one of the questions we got asked. Uh, John Caramel, John.Caramel on Instagram. Thank you for submitting question. Is it worth applying to art positions online if most of them are filled through referrals? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always apply. <laughs> No, always no ma- apply. No matter period. What. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is it is true. Majority is like I got mine through a recommendation, um, uh, and I did the whole like applying online aspect. Like the job that I applied for, there wasn't a an official job opening online anywhere. I just got it through, you know, through work through that recommendation. But you never know. Um, you want to get your name out there as much as possible. Uh, and yeah, it just it doesn't hurt. It it doesn't hurt. Obviously, if you can get somebody to vouch for you and recommend you internally, that is also helpful. But yeah, just apply any way you can because yeah. it's 
It's not going to hurt you. This is uh, dumb and overused, but, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So it, it is true. And the more you apply to things, the better you get at applying, which I think is also like a skill or like rewriting your resume, rewriting your cover letters, doing all that kind of stuff. That's also good skills to develop. Um, so I don't think it's ever going to be a bad thing to just apply. Uh, you never know. Even if like you apply to something, you're like, this studio doesn't do any of the stuff that I do. Like this studio doesn't have anything similar to my portfolio. You can still apply. You don't know what they have in the works. They could be working on something new. Yeah, they could have something in the pipeline that's specifically your style. And that that's a that's the thing too, is like um oftentimes, even if you're a skilled professional, sometimes they're looking for somebody with a specific skill. Like it's almost like acting where you're kind of getting casted into a role and yeah. trying to see who's like best suited uh for this role. Even though they might be a great artist, they might not have the specific skills they're looking for. And we've talked about that with another amazing guest that we had on, uh Liz Lou, who's like talent sorcerer yeah who's a talent sorcerer at netflix and she's talked to showrunners and directors and they're just like oh yeah we need somebody's like uh who's who knows how to do action or we need somebody that's super funny and like and then based on those descriptors like okay now i gotta go through this amount of portfolio and see who's whose boards are funny who has like this like this specific quality that the showrunner is looking for so it's it's a multitude of things but again doesn't hurt to to apply and again if if you feel like referrals is is um because it does tend to be the case make connections go to mixers i know that's kind of hard during the pandemic but there's there's online mixers like joining organizations like uh and communities like black and animated latinx and animation animations uh asian queens i think is another one yeah uh there rise up animation as well like there's so many organizations that you can join and be a part of to kind of meet people get connected with people but again try to do it in a, in a genuine way like where you really are trying to kind of learn from these people and build a be a part of a community that can hopefully you know then help you out in the future yeah so yes always apply <laughs> in <Yes>. conclusion <laughs> always apply yes <laughs> okay uh another question um need more kimchi one in the chat asks do you guys ever go back and listen to your old episodes do you want to start no. this one off? <laughs> no, it, it's like maybe if it wasn't one that I edited, but like um, when you're editing an episode, you just hear the same conversation a, a few times. You're just like, I don't want to listen to this conversation anymore, even though it's fun. Like, I, I'm good. And plus, like, it's also weird hearing your own voice. That's um, true. Sometimes I hear my wife. Uh, shout out to my wife, uh, Ludivina, uh, Ludivina, my, mi amor. Uh, she sometimes mm-hmm. listens to the episodes and sometimes I catch her listening to it and I hear my voice and I'm just like, uh, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Yuki? Do you listen to old episodes? Um, so like you said, um, actually, when we, we hand off the episodes to our editors, we always give them a listen and then give notes back to the editors saying like, oh, can you change this or do that? Uh, cut this area because we don't need it so we can make time for the episode. All our episodes are 45 to 55 minutes. Um, with the occasional one hour episode, sometimes our guest just has so much good stuff to say, but we try to keep it in mm-hmm. that range. So in that aspect, yeah, this, this we, one do, might be the hour mark. we do listen to every episode. Um, and I feel like that's enough. I, uh, will shamelessly say I've listened 
to yours and my episode specifically from this season. (laughs) (laughs) I've listened to them a couple of times because I was like, I'm uh, uh, kind of a self-conscious person in the fact that I was like, man, I really bonked this this interview. I really fudged. (laughs) (laughs) So I listened back to it a couple of times. Um, some I don't like listen on on the feed or like on the personal edit that we have on on the feed on like Spotify or whatever. I'll open up uh, our podcast sometimes. Um, I won't usually listen to a whole episode, but sometimes we'll do an event or something where I need a refresher on like, oh, what did that person say? Like we had um, Geek Girl Con. We did a panel with uh, Samia or Samia Khalaf. Uh, Lee Cree and Steph Rizzo, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So those are the we had we hadn't recorded Steph's at that time, but I do remember I was like, maybe I should re-listen to this episode so that like I'm refreshed on this person. Um, so sometimes I'll do like a quick scan of that episode or I'll put it on the background. But for the most part, like Ray said, I don't like hearing my own voice, so I don't really listen to our <laughs> own episodes <laughs> if I can avoid it. <laughs> Yeah, but good good question. But yeah, yeah it's not, not not something I not something I tend I tend to do. All right. Well, I think we're almost about done. If anybody else has another question for us, what's been the most rewarding part about running this podcast? Ashley, uh, our editor, asks. The most rewarding part um, has just been like yeah, being able to look back at all the episodes that we did. Uh, I will say like being. Um, here, here's something, here's something new. I feel like Ray and I have become really good friends and, um, being able to have like a dedicated time to just like hang out and check up on how he's doing, uh, has been really rewarding in itself, (laughs) I guess. Uh, I'm not really the kind of person, I'm not, I'm, (laughs) my friends know me that I'm not the kind of person who, uh, just will randomly say hello. I've gone months without talking to my friends because I always feel like I just don't reach out to people unless I have something to say to them. So I usually don't. And it's really bad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, I think I talk to Ray more than I I talk to my own mother. So like, (laughs) I'm just terrible (laughs) at keeping in communication. So this has been like a really good excuse to just um, hang out with a friend and uh, make sure he's doing okay. And uh, mm-hmm. meeting cool people, and that that in itself has been really rewarding. Oh yeah, the the feeling is very much mutual. Like I think uh, I've known Yuki for so long, but not like within doing this podcast, I realized like, oh damn, we actually are pretty. We have become pretty close. Like I I would consider Yuki like a like a super super close friend, and something like it's it's weird if we just both had that realization it's like huh we're cl- we're both closer to each other than what we thought we initially were yeah <laughs> and again it's not that we weren't like we were friends it's just yeah just different friend circles just we we just throughout our time of knowing each other we just our paths just crossed so much and it was it's kind of cool to see how that developed and yeah the guests that we were able to meet and bring on and yeah i'm just glad that like we got to meet a lot of cool people like i still keep in contact with some of the guests that we had on because it's just a new friend it's a new person that is now that yeah i get to talk to hang out with or you know get to know more and yeah i like i didn't think we would even do any panels that we did so that was awesome that we got to do yeah doing like a geek girl con 
uh, Black Card Gala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we did oh, a talk to for, Wea. Yeah, we thought did a talk to Wea um, Art Institute. Is that right? Yeah, uh, Art Institute uh, in San Francisco. That was really cool. Who came out and saw us? I was like, yay. Oh, no, Academy of Art University. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Academy of Art, yeah. I remember it was for uh, one of the, the sort of art schools. So that was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, it was just a small group of people. We talked about the podcast, talked about like our jobs in the industry as a storyboard artist, Ray, and animator, me. So yeah, it's it's been really cool. Like unexpected things popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, DMJ Draw says in the chat, not really a question, but I wanted to say, love the work you guys do. Thank you so much. Oh, that's very much appreciated. I'm really glad love doing that. it. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, that's, we don't that's, do that's, it for the nice praise, but yeah, it is. I don't <laughs> say it's pretty nice to hear. Like I said, I never really expected this thing to get off the ground or like for people to actually listen to it. And then every once in a while, somebody will say, "Hey, I like your podcast," or like. I have a couple of friends yeah. who listen to the podcast and actually like tell me like their reaction to the in-between questions or they're like, oh, my friend Gia <laughs> listens to our podcast <laughs> and she has given up on becoming an industry professional, but she loves our podcast because it's just full of creatives. And uh, she t- uh, messaged me one day and was just like, I love the way Ray talks about his wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she just thinks it's so cute. And I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's Derek. Ah, Derek Malie Johnson. Ah, uh, please listen ah, Derek. to Derek's episode. Derek's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved that episode. Yeah, another amazing mutual that we just follow each other. I was like, we gotta have Derek on the podcast. He's so yes. cool. I love that his art. Incredible episode. Miss you, dude. Mm-hmm. That, okay, that is the thing that Come I kind of regret about this podcast is that. We've made like 50 new friends and there is absolutely no time to hang out with them. <laughs> That's the saddest part. No, oh uh, man, uh, there's a uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Acrea, like he's somebody that also, again, oh, another Andrew amazing Acilia. guest. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Acilia, uh amazing guest, uh, works in the, on the production side. I think he's currently at Disney or Disney TV right now. Amazing dude. I've been trying to like double date with him and his partner for like, so long now like we want to get like breakfast <laughs> oh. but like it's been a hard finding time but like uh yeah it's yeah all these all these new friends and no no time to hang out the yeah. the the curse i know i need to i need to hang out with Manin in person actually Manin mm-hmm. Mantos was one of our uh guests as well and i uh he reached out to us actually to be on the podcast but also knew him through sophia Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never seen him in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this pod- doing this podcast has been great. And like the fact that we've done more than fifty, uh, over fifty, and the fact that we're able to kind of reflect back on that, it's kind of been kind of awesome to see how we started and how far we 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 have kind of come. You yeah. know. And yeah, I'm glad that people still find our, our our podcast fun to listen or informative. Yeah, I still get weirded out when friends tell me that they listen to the podcast, and I just like. Like, I like, like don't oh, know. Cool. I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond. Yeah. Oh, my sisters. Uh, my my sisters. Uh, well, one of my sisters actively listens, but every time I I visit them, they're like, they have the like their own AB two questions that they want to ask me. Is like, oh, what do you think? Like, what would you like? Who would you rather fight against? Blah, 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 like so and so, blah blah blah. Or like they just 
have like a laundry list of MBT questions that they want my opinion on. And that's so funny. They, they, they came up with their own and they ask each other and they want like my input and insight. Aww. And so it's, it's super fun. And that's I'm glad so that like cute. they get a kick out of it. Yeah. Their favorite, their favorite part is always the in between question segment. Cause right. they, again, they also like, cause they feel like they get to know the guests a little more yeah. through that little icebreaker, which is awesome. It was funny when I met your sisters and uh, what you say? One of them was like, what, Yuki? The Yuki? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm oh, not, yeah, I'm not yeah, important. Yeah, she, she <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Ray's friend from college. Like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought that was cute. Yeah. And again, just a uh, special shout out again to uh, uh, Ashley for moderating, yeah. feeding us in questions, Thank and you, then Ash. just being an amazing editor. Like, I think the first few episodes we sent to her like had heavy notes but once she kind of got the format of like what we kind of like or what we kind of look out for we barely really have notes for her it's like oh yeah just a few things here and there it's mainly just kind of more uh more specificity for certain parts of like the interview but god damn i I know i know the episode's gonna be in good shape when i hand it off to to ashley yeah I I feel really grateful that we can like lean on her also. Like I know we talked about sort of leaning on each other like when when one of us has a hard week, uh the other one can kind of pick it up, but like we can also lean on Ashley and and rely on her to like do a good job on the episode. So mm-hmm. that's that's totally been a weight off us. So thank you Ashley and thank you Edgar for whenever yeah. you uh, edit episodes. You're also a huge help. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh yeah, Edgar's currently in school. He's at, uh, sitting at Fullerton and like he's also been helping out with other projects outside of Shithead. But whenever he has time, he's always willing to help edit an episode. And we really much appreciate him. Daniel Rodier creating music for us like that. The opening. Oh, let's talk about that. The music. Oh, sure. The opening intro to like Straight Ahead and like the little bumpers that we have. Like when we first pitched him, he was also the one that like, you know, worked on on uh, the music for Soul Night Santa, the anime graphic novel that Yuki and I did. And like when we were talking about the podcast and like the the name of it, he was like, "Oh, there's this thing called Straight Ahead Jazz. Like, oh yeah, it'd be cool to kind of have that. Like, people might not pick up on it, but like it's like a little thing that like if you know, you know." So he went with that kind of like in that kind of area when kind of creating the music. So like so to kind of Mitch to kind of fit with the title of the podcast, kind of playing it with Straight Ahead Jazz, and I thought that was so cool and something I just like that would have not crossed my mind. Yeah, we've become, like, really fortunate that everything sort of worked together and that, like, Daniel loves us, so he makes us music sometimes. Of course we pay him, but, like, <laughs> I'm glad that we're able to still work with, like, such a talented individual. Yeah. Yeah, shout-outs to Daniel. Yeah. You're amazing, dude. Uh, hopefully we can hang out soon. I know you're in New York. Maybe I'll try to make a trip out there. We'll see. Go visit our boy. I, I Snapchat to Daniel. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> He'll send me bodega cats from New York. They're really uh, cute. nice. Yeah. No, yeah, I love Danny. He's he just occasionally checks on me every now and then to see how I'm doing, and I, I always appreciate that. He's, uh, yeah, an amazing guy. I want to work with him more in the future if I ever have other projects lined up that I want to do. That about wraps it up for us. Um, it's yeah. been about two hours. That's how much we normally record for our guests. We do them in uh, mm-hmm. two-hour blocks, so that's how long our um, stream is going to be today. If anybody has any uh, questions, feel free to ask us on social media. You can follow us at uh, Straight Ahead. Wait, is it Straight Ahead AP on Instagram yeah, and Twitter? Um, 
or you can contact us at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com if you have suggestions for future guests or like uh, in between questions. Yeah, just want to say hi. Uh, feel free to drop us uh, an email. So thanks so much for, for coming and watching our stream, guys. It was super chill uh, just talking about the podcast. Hopefully you guys learned something new. Hopefully you look forward to our season two. Yeah, and for those that are just, uh, you know, watching or doing a re-listen on the, on the podcast feed when we do finally release, when we release it, it'll be a small, a slightly edited down version, but uh, thank you to those that tune in live, you know, uh, normally we have a guest for me to say this out to, but thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you all next week, and ho- we hope that you all continue to having a bright future straight ahead. Bye! Adios!